Welcome back to what I can only describe as the long-awaited second season of the Bayou Broadcast. And I always kind of end up making these whenever my mental health is weaning a little bit. You know, it's a little therapeutic for me. So you can use those context clues however you see fit. Um, Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed doing these, but kind of did myself a disservice by getting away from them. You know, it's something that I think has helped a lot, but... After I made the episode about Jasmine, after she passed away, uh, I think I only made one more, and I I just kind of got busy, you know, it's difficult, a lot of these, I end up talking here for like an hour, and that's nice, you know, just to talk to myself in a room alone for about an hour, but when you have a roommate who's always there, it can feel a little awkward talking into your phone for an hour, Um, but I'm here early on campus for... No, RA training and my roommate's not here yet. I've got a little time to kill and I've been thinking about getting back onto this for a long time and uh, glad to be back. Welcome into 2022. I think everyone is hoping that it'll be a lot better than 2021. Mine's had kind of a rough start already, so you got to love that. Uh, <laughs> like, I think three days in, you know, already kind of took a, you know, a punch to the gut. So we'll see how the rest of the year shapes up, you know. But I think everybody's got high hopes. Now, I'm also already a little bit concerned because the CDC just released their thing about all the uh, vaccines and, you know, how recent you have to have had them. And my school is, is, of course, enforcing those CDC guidelines. And I think the uh, Johnson & Johnson is the one dose. That's the one that I got. And the CDC guidelines says that if uh, it's been more than two months, if you come in contact with someone, you still need to quarantine. I got mine like eight months ago. You know, I thought that thing was uh, supposed to be somewhat effective. Two months every two months going back for a shot that's kind of rough so yeah I mean that also has me a little bit curious about everything I mean hopefully I just don't come in contact with anyone with COVID but the only real reason I got the vaccine is because I didn't want to have to quarantine you know my, my experience with COVID wasn't that bad in fact I had the flu right before Christmas break and that hit me way harder than COVID did um So, like, you know, I wasn't necessarily concerned about the virus and the symptoms, more so with, like, I just don't want to be locked in my room for two weeks. And now I'm hearing that while vaccinated, I still might have to, you know, quarantine immediately. I don't know if, you know, all the science behind it, like, the two-month period, like, do I still have some antibodies from the vaccine? Or is it just completely not working anymore? I couldn't tell you. But I didn't get on here today to talk about all the vaccine stuff, just what was on my mind right at the start. Uh, I think also to start off 2022, I was pretty heartbroken to see that LSU football got stomped by Kansas State. And as someone who's been watching LSU football all my life, golly, I'm glad that I couldn't sign into ESPN on my Roku because I I don't know if I could have handled that after everything else has been going. I don't know if I could have handled watching LSU get blown out by a six-win K-State. And not like a little bit blown out, like like embarrassing blown out. So I'm glad that I uh, 
was not able to partake in that that butt whooping. Um, you know, to briefly talk about my Saints, I mean, they're hanging in there. One more game. Uh, the offense is absent. I don't know where it's at, you know. But what can you expect whenever we're rocking with, you know, Taysom Hill, hoping that he can do anything? People pack the box so that we can't run the ball, and then Taysom really struggles to throw it. So I'm just glad that this is the best Saints defense I've maybe seen since I've started watching football. I just wish that this defense would have been around a little bit during all those seven and nine years that Drew Brees was throwing for 5,000 yards a season. That would have been nice. But unfortunately, uh, that was not the case. But, yeah, I mean, that's really all I got to say about football. My dad's a big Bulldogs fan. You know, they're going to the national championship. That's exciting. It's also scary when you have to play Alabama in it. So we'll see what happens with that there. Um, I, I think it maybe works out in their favor that, uh, they lost in the SEC championship. It can be really hard to beat a great team twice. I mean, you look at my own LSU Tigers in 2011, whenever they beat Alabama in the regular season and had to rematch to in the national championship and got, got beat pretty bad. So I got to say, I'm, I'm hopeful for the Bulldogs, but Hope has never been a friend of a Georgia fan. Um, they're kind of my second team. I root for them because I watched Georgia football before I watched LSU football, despite being from Louisiana. It's just what my dad had on the TV when I was young, and eventually I kind of decided, just kind of woke up one day and was like, you know what, I'm a Tiger fan. And then started watching the games afterwards, actually. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, part of what I wanted to talk about was this long drive up to school. And it's about 12 hours from Slidell, Louisiana. And I broke it up into three different days and kind of a long story how all that happened. But um, I had been, uh, you know, just listening to music and kind of upset, you know. And I came across this song because... One of the things I want to do in 2022 is, you know, lean back into my faith whenever things get hard. And I came across this song. Um, it's called The Father's House by Corey Asbury. And I, th- I think it's a really good song. I really enjoyed it. But there's a lyric that really stood out to me. And um, that lyric is, my failures don't define me because that's what my Savior does. And... I haven't gotten into religion a whole lot on the podcast, but it's a new season, new me, you know? Season two, big things coming. And I think that lyric really resonated with me because, I mean, growing up, anytime you read the Old Testament, right, you hear about all these other cultural groups, all these other cultural identities that surrounded the the Israelites and all of their false idols and their many gods and all these statues that they would, you know, erect to worship all these different deities and it kind of got me thinking first off you know because I'm someone who does take failure really harshly like I I don't take it well and it's funny that just on this long car ride that song is what it took for me to realize that for the past many years I've made myself my own false idol I mean, I've really surround, like, a lot of my self-image is based around my success. And don't get me wrong, I think I'm a person who's achieved a lot, um, and I am proud of those things, but they're not who I am, and I have made them to be who I am. And so I found that I end up biting off more than I can chew because I just, like, what's something else I can you know, succeed at? What's another thing I can add to my resume? What can I do here? What can I do there? And I'm, I'm constantly looking for that new thing that will, you know, add to that self-worth that I've built around myself and my own accomplishments. And then after I succeed, after I have that accomplishment, I realized that it wasn't any more fulfilling than all of the other things that I have accomplished. 
And then I got to thinking about, you know, some of the failures. And, you know, not to toot my own horn, there aren't a ton of them. You know, I, I usually when I put my mind to something, I I typically succeed. But when I don't, like this year, I really thought I was a shoo-in to win the presidency for ATO, my fraternity. And I didn't. And it really caught me off guard because, I mean, to this day, I still feel that, you know, I had done a lot of great things for the house and uh, I really feel like I would have been great at the job. But, you know, it's hard to believe something like that devastated me for so long. I mean, maybe about a week. I was just, I was just humbled, you know, like I, I had taken an L and I mean, it just put me into this kind of fit of depression and that week was a hard one and there was a couple other things going on but like that one like I mean it really knocked me down a peg you know I was up on my high horse and got bucked off and you know I I really got to reflecting on that and when you let your successes define you and you make yourself your own idol then your failures will also define you. I mean, hopefully that sounds as insightful as it was to me. Maybe not. Maybe this will resonate with someone. But for me, I mean, it it really hit me like, man, I've been doing this to myself. You know, I, I've built up this image of what I have to be and I have to, you know, get another good boy star up on my poster on the wall, you know. And that has led to me feeling unfulfilled with the things that I should be happy about and feeling devastated by the failures that I should really just brush up under the rug and say, oh, well. And I mean, it's funny how like the modems that God can speak to you through, like it it always catches me off guard because I, I was kind of like in my feelings on this car ride and you know, I started off listening to sad music, and then I decided, you know what, I'm going to turn on some pissed off music, because I'm not really that sad, I'm just, I'm angry, you know, I'm I'm not having a good time, I don't, I don't deal well with sadness, it usually just converts itself over to anger, and sure enough, I mean, I, after a while, it's like, you know what, this obviously isn't constructive, I'm just making myself more upset, and sometimes that's what you want, you know, like, there are a lot of times whenever I'm upset and I'm like, maybe I should try listening to something like kind of happy because that'll, you know, like pick me up a bit, you know, but then I try to turn on a happy song and I just, I'm so mad. That I'm like, ugh, that sucks. Why did I ever listen to that? You know, and just go back to playing some angry stuff. But I, I was just so upset this time that I was like, man, I, I really got no one that I can go to, but God for this one. So I, I just kind of turned on a Christian radio station and got to listening. And that right there is what slapped me across the face. And I think once I de-idolize myself, you know, I take a step back and, you know, humble myself, let myself be humbled and really put God first in my life. I think that maybe that's when I'll start to feel some fulfillment from the achievements that I have garnered. And then I think that those failures won't hurt me so bad. Um, and so that's something that I'm going to be working on through 2022. There's a, there's a lot of things. You know, New Year's resolutions are always great. They don't always uh, happen, you know. Like, it's pretty easy those first couple of weeks of January, but you kind of fall off a little bit. And I found... Uh, I think, you know, for 2022, obviously going to try to lose a whole lot of weight. I mean, really get in the weight room. And I don't think that's going to be too difficult because I'm dealing with a little bit of a, dealing with a little bit of heartbreak right now. And like I said, I, I don't deal well with sadness and it kind of just turns into anger. So I think getting in the weight room and, you know, starving myself isn't going to be that difficult. Like I, I that's kind of all I want to do right now, but 
the weight room's not open and I've got other things we've got to do with RA training and then I've got the ATO president's retreat coming up this weekend. So it's going to be it's going to be something. And I'm I'm looking forward to be able to get back on the grind and I don't know, really kind of focus on myself maybe a little bit and I think maybe try to enjoy the things I've accomplished not because that's who I am but because I need to realize that God put me in those positions for a reason and that reason is not to boost my own self-esteem you know it's not to feed my ego that's not God's job he's not like hey DJ I want you to feel good about yourself because you're the student body president so here's I'm gonna give you this you know that that's not what he's doing um, it's so that I can serve him. And I think self-idolizing myself has also maybe made me take a step back from using my positions to honor God. I think I've done a fairly good job within the house, but I, there's, I mean, there's always more that can be done. And I'm looking forward to that because something about the new year always you know, fills your head with all these new ideas of what you can do and how you want to improve. And it can be hard to stick with them, but it is refreshing, you know, to just be filled with this, like, man, I want to get after it because motivation was a struggle towards the end of last semester for me. Like my headspace still wasn't great. I didn't have a lot of free time, you know, it's just nose on the grindstone. And that can be nice because I don't have to, you know, whenever something does go wrong, I don't really have to deal with my emotions. I'm too busy to even really pay attention to them. But it can also be really counterintuitive whenever you kind of never have, like you just keep pushing things down and not really having a whole lot of free time to uh, just kind of unwind and even just process how I'm feeling. And that's kind of my preference, but I know it's not healthy for me because then one little thing happens and I just kind of explode, you know? So I think this semester is also going to be challenging. Time management is always challenging, especially because I just don't have enough hours in the day. I'm taking 18 credit hours of all 300 and 400 level courses this semester. Um, I'm still student body president, student government, a whole bunch of other committees. ATO is always more time consuming than I ever would have imagined. Um, and, you know, then all the homework, because all of our classes believe that for every hour of class, you need two hours of homework. You've got, I mean, six hours of classes, that's 12 hours of homework over two days, divide that up six and six a day and I'm in class for three hours that's nine hours of my day right there and I understand that we're full-time students so about a 40-hour week makes sense but then you add on top of that like I play college football spring football will be getting started here eventually and like that's clearly going to be somewhat of a challenge you know like there just aren't enough hours in the day especially whenever you take into consideration, like, I do like to have a bit of fun, you know, like, I enjoy having a good time. Sometimes that's all you can do, because I find sometimes that happiness is fleeting. And it's always kind of this finish line that moves away from you somewhat. And I never really get a whole lot closer to it. And I have happy moments, but a lot of those happiest moments are fun. And I don't think that fun is true happiness, but I think it, that it is an awesome substitute for the time being. And whenever you're just so busy, you don't really have that, that substitute, you know, like you don't have time to substitute that happiness. And it can be really hard to find happiness whenever all you do is just go from one thing to the next. You're just just surviving. That's what I find myself doing. Just nose to the grindstone day after day, getting a routine so that I don't miss things, getting a routine so that I handle business. But routines can be depressing. And it just goes over and over and over again. 
So I think I need to, you know, I've always kind of considered time management a bit like a table. The kind of classic dining room table has four legs on it, you know. And you need to have a well-balanced table, you know. Like if one of those legs is longer than the other three, and that's going to be a really wobbly table. You know what I mean? And if one of those legs is missing, it's going to be an extremely wobbly table. So it's it's all about just finding some balance between those legs. Like you have a probably a social life leg and, you know, a schoolwork leg and I've got I've got a football leg and then um I mean you could even split off of social life into relationships because like really keeping up with relationships is extraordinarily difficult at times and you know social life I consider more just having fun you know but there's more to like really keeping up with relationships and having fun you know those four legs can be whatever you make them everybody's four probably a little bit different and probably categorized a little bit different entails some different things but you know I I recently realized that one of my closest friends, I'm not even sure they're really friends anymore because I just haven't put any time and effort into the friendship. And and that wasn't ever really what I wanted, you know? Like, kind of how I work is my buddy Trey, I needed a place to stay in St. Louis just, uh, like, two days ago. And, like, me and Trey don't really talk a ton, but he was probably my my best friend or at least one of them whenever he was here and we don't really text I think that's kind of a guy thing you know I don't really text a whole lot but know that we love each other like once I love you that doesn't really go away it doesn't matter how well we keep up you know like as soon as I see you to me it's going to be like nothing's changed you know and so I needed a place to stay and Trey offered one to me and I mean we hadn't skipped a beat since he graduated a year ago I mean that's just how things are, you know, at least for me. So it was really nice to catch up with trade though. And his, uh, his girlfriend was over there. Who's also a really good friend of mine. I got to remember not to say so many names. I kind of struggle with that because I don't want to like out people talk about them that, you know, they don't want to be talked about, but his girlfriend was over there and she's also a really good friend of mine. And I kind of needed some friends to pick me up and, it was really sweet of them. I really appreciate that. Like, I had a really good time over there. Um, drove over to school. It was a little bit, a uh, little lonely because there's not a whole lot of people here yet. And I was in even a day earlier than I was supposed to be because of some circumstances. And But sure enough, one of my friends who lives in the next town over drove over and kept me company knew that I was feeling kind of down and we went out to went out to kind of a lunch slash dinner and came back and just talked chatted had a good time and I think uh I think people really surprise you like how quickly people will set down what they're doing just uh really help you and it, it can kind of restore my faith in humanity because sometimes I feel like I because I'm always kind of just trying to succeed and trying to further myself, further my fraternity, you know, just trying to do a lot of things, I can forget that I don't have to carry all the weight myself, you know, like, I can distribute that, I can, I have friends to lean on whenever I'm tired, I don't have to, like, always, you know, bear that burden, like, there are people who are there for me, and that's been really nice to see and just uh, really been enjoying seeing some friends. I'm, I'm excited for whenever everybody gets back. I'm not really ready to start another semester, but I am looking forward to just seeing everyone. And God knows I could use some people to lean on right now. And I do apologize for this podcast being a little bit gloomier than maybe some others. You know, I like cracking jokes and having a good time. I think maybe it makes the podcast a little more interesting. 
But, like, truthfully, I don't really care if anyone listens to these. I post them on my Twitter and on my Snapchat because really only my close friends listen to them, my family members listen to them. And, like I said, it can be hard to, you know, keep in contact with all of your relationships. So I think it's nice to just kind of post these things up and, you know, some of my closest friends will listen to them and, you know, get back to me. Like, hey, man, I didn't know you were feeling that way or, oh, that was funny or, hey, buddy, I listened to your, your podcast. And, you know, that's always nice. It can be cool to see who cares enough to listen to an hour of me rambling on and on. But truthfully, I make these podcasts for myself and I kind of talk about whatever I want to. Sometimes I don't even know if I should publish them because theoretically anyone could listen to this. I don't know that a ton of people are going to. In fact, the the one that got the most listens was my one about Jasmine. And uh, it, I mean, it got a lot of listens. And by her family, by, you know, her whole sorority, people were kind of saying they listened to it, thought it was beautiful. And, like, that was really sweet. And I was glad that they enjoyed it. But I was also kind of like, oh, crap. I was... I was pretty open on there and like I don't know how much I enjoy uh <laughs> everybody like kind of hearing me break down on this podcast and I put on this this kind of facade this this cockiness this arrogance to me that sometimes people aren't always the most fond of but it's really more of a wall to protect me and then I make these podcasts and because I'm really just talking to myself you know I'm as open as I want to be and it can be revealing. Like if someone who hardly knew me were to listen to one of these, they'd have a lot of insight as to both who I am as a person and also what I'm going through. And that can be like a little bit of a weird thought. But I think, you know, if I ever get podcast famous, that'd be cool. I listen to a lot of podcasters and that would be enjoyable. But I think I'd have to switch over to making more interesting podcasts than just DJ rambling on about how he's feeling for an hour. But, you know, in the past and even now, like, I've come to this as kind of a therapy. It's, you know, it's for me. It's for my mental health. And I kind of have to unravel the strings in my brain and figure things out and Sometimes I just need to talk through it, and people aren't always inclined to listen to me talk for an hour straight. However, I'll listen to me talk for an hour straight, and then post it on the internet, and, you know, people can listen to however much of it that they want, you know, and I I think it's good, like, if any of my friends are kind of feeling the same way that I am, and they listen to this, or even some stranger, at least they would know that they weren't completely alone, but... I'm going to take a quick little break here from talking, drink some water, and that'll, that'll sound like why there's kind of a cut. Welcome back. For you guys, that wasn't very much time, but for me, it was a few minutes, and I think part of what I want to get into next is this little bit of heartbreak that I'm going through, and uh, I probably can't go into too many details in case she does listen to this, you know, I, I'd hate for her to be irked by it, and, you know upset because still figuring things out there but you know heartbreak is a is a funny thing and it really I think everybody kind of deals with it differently and for me I found like I start off kind of uh you know just sad but kind of like I got into earlier it more or less just kind of turns into anger and kind of some hate. And I just get really, you know, I just don't like who I am in, you know, times like this because nothing really hurts like that. You know, it's a different kind of pain. It's this anxiety, this worry, this sadness, this anger. It's such a concoction of feelings. And, you know... I don't even know what I want to say about it because I'm not trying to get myself in trouble, but I 
can't make this podcast. It's for me and, you know, kind of for me to rant and complain on and not bring up what's bothering me most, you know. It wouldn't be be kind of a waste of my time if I didn't. And, yeah, I just kind of ran into some issues and, like, kind of confused, don't really know what's going on, but I'm kind of a person who always wants to look to, to fix things, you know, it's like, it always feels like things shouldn't end unless there's something wrong, like, if a relationship's broken, you should be able to, to fix it, but that isn't necessarily how things always work, especially with human beings, <clears throat> You know, you're, a human isn't your sink. You can't get up under there with a wrench and figure out why it's leaking. You've, you kind of just have to remember your own self-worth and know that, like, maybe, maybe there's just not anything wrong with me. Because that's how it always starts, you know? And I feel like that's where a lot of the anger comes from. It's like, what's wrong with me? What did I do? What do I need to fix? And I, I think the real answer, and I, I've had some past relationships, especially, uh, you know, I, I mean, I haven't had a ton, but in high school I had some. And, you know, I was still young and immature, and there was a lot that I could look at and say, I can fix this going forward. Maybe I can't fix this relationship, but I can fix this about myself. This is the first relationship that I've been in where I was like, I was just a damn good guy. You know, like I I did things right and I was good. And I don't know that I give myself an A plus, you know, that's high praise, but I mean, at least an A minus, like, and in college, they don't even do pluses and minuses. So that's just an A, you know? That's that's just an A. And so after some reflection and some time, I've gotten to think, like, man, there's there's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. I, I'm still a great guy who's got a lot going for me, and I treated her great. And while things are being figured out, that is a... Uh, Like, while things are being figured out, it can be frustrating because it leaves you in kind of a limbo. Like, I mean, because it's more of a break than anything, right? And I don't know how I feel about breaks. Um, I don't know if anyone's had a whole lot of good experiences with them, but I, I think this is a break for pretty good, for a pretty good reason, and. I can't be too frustrated with her. And the issue is that is I end up becoming frustrated with myself. I, I'm, I, I just get angry and upset. I mean, at both of us, like I can't deny like, yeah, I've had some feelings of resentment. It's such a back and forth, like a, oh, I miss you, oh, man, like, I'm so upset, like, I want nothing to do with that right now, and then, like, an hour later, it's like, man, I wish this wasn't going on, like, I wish we were, you know, all fixed up, and things were back to normal, but I think what's important is just, like, man, I'm going to be okay. And, like, it'll hurt 100%, regardless of what happens. It hurts now. And I think the bad part about breaks is that I basically am in this limbo where I hurt like I've, you know, like, like just a normal breakup. But the healing process hasn't necessarily begun either because I'm still kind of holding on for hope that things go back to normal. And I'm not entirely sure, like, 
that can just be really difficult. And yeah, I'm not sure that I'll even publish this section. I'm kind of stuttery, trying to like decide what all I want to say, how I want to say it, how I want to word it, because like I, I do want to fix things. So like publishing this out to a bajillion people, you know, that, that might seem counterintuitive, but I did put it at the end of the podcast because nobody makes it this long typically. I mean, maybe my mom or little brother will listen to here, you know, shout out to them, love them if they do. Um, but I doubt a lot of people will. And it's just frustrating, you know, like it can be hard to feel unwanted because no matter what you do, you end up blaming yourself for being unwantable. And I think it's especially hard because I haven't had a whole lot of success in relationships. And I, I mean, I haven't really been able to find a whole lot of relationships. So it's like the, the one person that I did find that wanted me, like, I, I don't really know where that's at now, you know? And that can be a really hard feeling and something I'm processing and working through. And, you know, one hour I'm, like, I woke up this morning homicidal. I'd have, I'd have probably killed a man if he looked at me funny this morning. But then, like, after about an hour, you know, I just felt kind of sad. And now, you know, talking on this podcast, I feel okay. I don't know how. I guess that's the funny thing about, like, feeling bad. Is you don't really know when it's going to end. And that's kind of the suckiest thing about it. It's like... You know, you tear your ACL, you know, hurt your arm. The doctor gives you a time frame, you know. But even, like, my first experiences dealing with heartbreak, I I found, like, yes, there's, and it can vary, you know. Maybe it's, like, a week of just down, bad, upset. And that's rough, And, you know, they're on your mind all the time. Maybe it's longer than that. But eventually, like, you start to heal and that starts to get better. But there's, like, the residual pain that lasts for forever. Where you just get sad about it for no reason, you know, like, a month later. And you're like, dang. I thought I was doing better. Like, where'd this come from? And I I think that's what I'm dreading most is, like, we're on this break and I'm hoping things get fixed and repaired and, like, we're good going forward. But I don't know, like... Am I going to feel worse if that's not what happens? Because I feel bad now, real bad. But if in a week or two she decides that's not what she wants, am I going to feel worse? I don't know. And in two months, is it still going to bother me? And even, like, I... It's just a lot, you know. Heartbreak is one of those things that really gets under your skin in a unique way. Like, if you were a scientist who could weaponize heartbreak, you know, you could figure out how to do it, the U.S. government would probably spend a ton of money on it because it is rough. Like, heck, why why go to war with the North Koreans so you can all just make them hate themselves for you know, the next year, see how many nukes they're producing then, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it's been nice, like, to lean on friends, like I said earlier, you know, like, 
that's huge to be able to have friends he can rely on. But sometimes I wonder if that is counterintuitive. Like, am, am I healing or am I distracting myself, you know? Like, everybody's got vices. And I feel like in times of being truly upset, even friendship can be somewhat of a vice, you know? Like, yes, having friends to talk to, that's great. I mean, that is awesome. And you need that. You need someone who you can rant to. And, I mean, I've got a whole fraternity of guys who have texted me and called me and checked on me. And like, that means the world to me. But, like, whenever it comes to just having fun so you can avoid kind of having those feelings, I'm, I'm not sure how if that helps truly or not, or if you're just distracting yourself from the problem at hand. But there's also not really any real way to confront it. Like, you just, it just takes time, you know? Like, that hurt, it just takes time. You just have to let it go away. There's nothing you can do to speed along the process. You just have to kick your feet up and, I don't know, tough through it. I mean, like, this morning I woke up pissed. Like, she, I, I had a couple dreams that had to do with the situation, and I, like, they weren't good ones either. <laughs> like, I, I've had that happen in the past whenever I had a relationship end or a kind of a thing end, or I had some dreams that were, like, these good dreams that just made me sad when I woke up and realized that that wasn't, you know, reality anymore. But, man, these bad dreams, they made me feel some type of way. I I woke up, rolled out of bed, and I mean, it was great for motivation. I wish the weight room would have been open because I would have probably gotten the best lift of my life in. But I, feelings like that, man, it just makes me feel like this is the beginning of my, my villain character arc, you know? Like, I feel like all the, the evil people of, uh, you know, of all time, it all started when one morning they rolled out of bed and felt like that. They felt like that. And it just spiraled. And I know that I can certainly spiral whenever I get to feeling like this because I don't... I, I typically just push down kind of all my emotions and I, I make jokes to make myself laugh and make my friends laugh. And I'm really good at distracting myself. But whenever you just uh, get really down in the dumps, there's not a whole lot you can do. I mean, even at my buddy's house the other day, we'd be laughing and joking, having a good time one second, and then two minutes later, I'm just staring at the floor, you know, like, upset. So, yeah, and I, I think also when you spend a good deal of time with someone, it's like the weirdest little things remind you of them, like... And that sucks. It sucks. Like, it is not cool. Like, stuff that, while we were together, did not remind me of her, I look at right now, and I'm like, okay, that reminds me of them. That reminds me of them. I mean, not really a fan of you right now, Brain. You're really uh, not doing me any favors. But part of the reason why I'm making this is so I can kind of get all these emotions out of me because I have a really important interview at 12 today that I'm looking forward to. But if I go on there kind of uh, not myself, you know, like I've got to let my, my personality shine through a little. This is a really competitive internship. And, like, I've got to have a little bit of that southern charm in there, put a little bit of that twang in there and, you know, like really let my character show but because I already had to reschedule it because I got the bad news like immediately before uh before my interview and so I had to reschedule it once and now I just need to be calm cool and collected whenever I end up going uh going on to this interview then RA training at one, and I think 
part of the thing is, like, we're still talking a lot because, like, I still want to be with her. And that's also not how I heal. And maybe I don't want to heal quite yet because I do want to get back together. But it's just a frightening thought that I could be prolonging my own pain. And I truly hope that she does not listen to this. Um, I haven't gone into too many details, mostly just how I'm feeling. But I also want to, like, say, like, I I don't think she's the bad guy. Like, like, you know, I'm I'm just hurt. That's okay. And it's okay to hurt people. Like, it happens. Everyone who's ever been broken up with has also broken up with someone else. Like, it's okay to hurt people. Maybe not intentionally, but sometimes you have to. And we've gotten into this, uh, gotten into this mindset where, like, selflessness is kind of required of people when it's not the given. Humans are, by nature, selfish. And that's what makes selflessness such a great trait in someone. But it's almost become devalued because you have to give a 25% tip when you go out to Applebee's. And you have to do this and you have to do that. And if someone asks you to do something for them, like, you're the bad guy for saying no. Like, listen, if, you're, if someone uh, asks you to help them move, the right thing to do or the good thing, the selfless thing to do, is to say yes. But you shouldn't feel like you have to. I feel like that's more of a normal thing, like a a new thing, sorry. Like, you shouldn't have to help someone move. Just because I'm a big, strong guy, you know, you need help moving your couch. I shouldn't have to drop what I'm doing to go do that. But it's become, like, it feels almost mandatory now. When someone asks you to do something... It's almost like they're telling you politely because otherwise you're the bad guy. It's like, it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to hurt someone. And so, like, she kind of hurt me and maybe that won't be for forever. You know, like I said, I hope things, you know, get fixed up. Um, But I'm not sure... If that's me being selfless, like, I I think that's what I want. But also, like, it's hard to know what you want when your emotions are so clouded. And I almost always try to take emotions out of my choices. Because emotions are the most deceptive thing that human beings have. So, I'm giving myself some time to figure out how I'm feeling first, because right now I'm feeling everything. And then once I get that period out of the way, I'm going to try to remove those feelings, those emotions from my decision-making process. And that might sound robotic, but damn, are robots effective? You know what I mean? When's the last time you saw a robot crying? I mean, I can't think of a time. Like, it's just one of those things where, like, when you make decisions, it can't be based off of your emotions because they will deceive you. And like I just said, I feel a different emotion every hour. If I acted on it every single hour... I I mean, golly, I don't know what I, where I'd be at right now, you know? I probably would be getting arrested for murder after I woke up this morning. So that's, that's going to be my, my journey over this next little week. I'm going to kind of get back into, uh, like, my routine a little bit, you know? I'm going to get back in RA training and talking to some friends and, just being busy, you know, stuff that'll distract me from my emotions, and 
you know, then, you know, try to have a good time at the ATO president's retreat and meet new people and make some new connections and, you know, enjoy time with my friends that are coming with. And like, when my emotions are in a more stable place, decide where that leaves me and what's best for me. Because your emotions will never tell you what's best for you. Like, they never will. Maybe every now and then, but you got a lot of praying and reflecting to do and probably a lot more getting into the good book, seeing if God will speak to me again because it's it's been a challenging week, especially on the road. Like, and then showing up to school and nobody's here. Just was lucky that a friend lived close by and like, it's been a little bit tough, but I think it's all going to turn out all right. Just got to let myself process some things and figure out how I feel. Because it can be hard to remove all the emotions from you. But once I get it boiled down to how I'm truly feeling, you know, if I just feel angry, I'm just irked, I'm mad then I can remove anger from my decision-making process. But I can't remove anger and missing someone and sadness and some happiness from old memories. I I can't take all of that out of the equation at the same time. I mean, that's difficult, man, one one thing at a time. So I think that's where I'm going to wrap up the podcast. I really appreciate anyone who made it all the way through this. Um... And, you know, I hope that maybe some of it resonated with you, or at least maybe you thought it was interesting to hear how, you know, DJ Jackson is doing as of right now. But if you made it all the way through, you're a real one, and I appreciate you. Shoot me a text. Let me know you listened all the way through. Um, you know, I hope you all... I've had a good start to your 2022, at least better than mine. And I hope that 2022 for all of us gets, you know, a little bit more normalcy. Keep getting a little bit more normal over and over again and again. And, you know, just I hope you all uh, meet all your, your goals that you set for New Year's, all your resolutions. I hope that 2022 really blesses you. Bye, guys.